0: You're incredible, as always, as always. Fantastic. Well, it's so cool to be here, so many new faces, and I'm so glad that you've... uh, made New Hope Church your home. This has been my home for 22 years. And I love that when we come in those doors, it says, welcome home, because that's what church is meant to be. Church is meant to be like home. We're meant to be family. And I want to talk tonight about belonging. So that's the title of my message is belonging. Because for me, This has been my home. This has been my family. I don't have any other natural family other than my lovely family over here. Um, But my mum and dad, my brothers and sisters, aunties and uncles, grandparents, I don't have any family here in Toowoomba. And so New Hope Church has been my family for 22 years. So I wanna speak to us about belonging because belonging is the heart of God. And this year we've been talking about our theme, which is Better Together. And I have to admit, the first time I heard those words go, uh, someone talking about it or it up on the screen, um, the first two thoughts that came to my mind is we're better when we do life with God, and we're better when we do life together. And that's what I want to speak to us about tonight, because those two things are going to determine your future. They are going to determine your future. And not only that, they're going to determine the future of people around you. And that's exactly why we're here on earth. And I'm better together when I'm behind this thing. This is, this is my stick to the script. It helps me stick to the script. All the boys are going, thank you. Stick to the script. Don't talk too much. So if you see me glued behind here, thank you for the compliment. If you see me glued behind here, it's because I'm better with this thing. And please don't distract me, T. (laughs) He keeps shouting out at me. You're not helping me. You know girls have verbal diarrhoea, okay? And I'm one of them, and so I'm going to stick to the script tonight. All right, so our theme has been Better Together. And the more I hear the theme, the clearer the message becomes for me. The more I hear it, the more I can see myself in the theme, the more I can see myself in Better Together, the more I see what God has for me, and the more I see how I can contribute and how we can work together to make this a reality in our church family and in our community. And so you might be thinking, oh, we've heard better together so many times. Well, you know what? You're going to hear it for the next six months. All right? And, and it's because the more you hear it, the more you see yourself in it. And that's what's going to bring change as you start to see the role that Jesus plays in your life and the role that you can play within this place, within our community, to make life better for everyone else. And I... Um, The reality is, for me, is that we need strong, effective churches in our community. We need churches that don't just come together on Sunday night and have a great time, but we need to go out into our workplace, into our schools, into our universities, into our families and neighbourhoods so that the message of what Jesus has done in our life is made known. And that's why having a testimony is really important. And I'm, I'm just so eager and excited to see the testimonies that are going to come out of this season. And you might think, well, you know, influence. I can't influence my community if we're supposed to influence... Influence government decision-making. I can't do that. And that's okay. Maybe you're not meant to influence those sorts of things. But you can influence someone at school. You can influence someone at uni. You can influence your neighbours. You can share the message of what Jesus has done in your life. You can be kind when that workmate is not very kind to you. You can have a great attitude when mum or dad or someone else don't treat you very well, instead of having a bad response, you can choose to have a good response. You can show kindness and generosity and be a great influence to people. You know, influence is not about being extroverted. Influence is not about being sanguine. It's not about being a talker. Influence is about what's going on inside of you. And I reckon there are some people here tonight, you think that you're not very influential. Maybe you're fairly quiet. Well, can I tell you that if you think that about yourself, you're wrong. You can be incredibly influential because Jesus has done something in your life and other people are watching you right now. They're noticing what Jesus is doing in your life and you are influencing them just by that. You don't have to stand on this platform. You don't have to lead a life group, even though that would be really good. Hint, hint, hint. You you just by being you and loving Jesus you are influencing other people. Yeah, and so tonight when I'm talking about influence, I'm talking about who you are. Who you are influencing other people. There's a great quote by a man named John Maxwell who says, "You become who you hang around." Who you're hanging around with now? is what, who you'll be like in five years' time. So I hope you like the people that you're hanging out with right now because you're going to pick up their attitudes. If they're a new friend, you're going to pick up their attitudes. You're going to start picking up their ways of doing things, their culture, and what you're like in five years' time will be determined probably by the person you're sitting next to right now. So I hope you really like them. I hope they're a good influence on you. Because it's true and the the reality is too that where you hang around will influence you. So being in a place like this and hearing a message of better together and choosing to be here is going to determine your future. It's going to determine where you are in five years' time. It's going to determine the lives that you influence or the lives that you don't influence. And I just wanna, um, we're gonna put a, a picture up here of a girl named Sarah. Now, this girl, um, she is she's a couple of years younger than me. She actually passed away two years ago. But this girl had a great influence on my life. You see, when I first came to Toowoomba, I moved here. I knew no one. I had this gut feeling that I was meant to be in Toowoomba, but I had. I had a job, I'd finished uni, I moved here, I didn't know anyone. And I had tried to go to a a few different places and organisations to try to connect, to try to get to know people, but it just didn't work out for me. And I remember coming here for the first time and I walked into this place and I knew this is where I was meant to be. Anyway, two months later, I wasn't able to come back because I still had friends at home in Brisbane and was travelling backwards and forwards. And then one day in July, I decided I need to go back to that church because I think that's where I need to be. And this girl noticed me. She noticed that I was new. She noticed that um, I didn't know anyone. And she had a great influence and impact on my life because she said, would you like to come and sit with me? Would you like to come out for lunch with us? It was a Sunday morning. She said, would you like me to pick you up for life group this week? And she came by my house and she picked me up. You see, I was pretty lonely and I was pretty desperate to connect. And Sarah had a huge impact on my life. And I know that I wouldn't be where I was today because I'd been wandering around for six months feeling lost in Toowoomba. I was coming to the, you know, sort of coming to that point where I was like, you know what, if this doesn't work out for me, I'm going back to Brisbane. But this girl entered my life at a time when I needed her. And you know what, her influence didn't come because she ever stood on this platform and preached. She never did that. She wasn't a life group leader, but she influenced my life from, because of those little things. And I'm not here to say you're going to turn out like me, you should become like me, not at all. That's not what I'm saying. But my story, what I'm saying is your influence, doesn't matter how small it is, can change someone's life. And I'm so thankful because Sarah changed my life, and I will forever uh, love her for that. Because she had made a decision to say yes to Jesus only a year before. She didn't grow up in a Christian family. No one in her world knew about Jesus. But she came here. A friend brought her along. She said yes to Jesus. And it wasn't because of what she did that changed my life. It was who she was. Her influence came out of who she was. Jesus had changed her life and she wanted everyone to know that. She was determined that everyone should experience what she had experienced because for the first time in her life, she experienced freedom. The first time in her life, she experienced acceptance. She wasn't the most popular person. She wasn't the most secure person. But when she came into this place, Her life changed when she met Jesus and she wanted that for everyone. And her influence came out of who she was, not just what she did. What she did was great, but it came out of who she was. She had this heart of better together and this is the heart of God, is that we are better together. We're His kids and He loves us and this is His heart for us. And so can I encourage you that better together is God's desire for us. And there are always things that hold us out from that. There's little things that hold us out, little things that hold us out from belonging. There's little things that hold us out from connecting. And I don't know what it is for you. Maybe there were people at school who, you know, didn't treat you so kindly. Maybe they rejected you. Maybe you're having a tough time in your family right now. And so you're having trouble connecting to God because of what's going on inside of your home. Maybe it's just the way you see yourself. Maybe you're asking that question of, am I good enough? And so you can't connect to God because you don't feel like you're good enough. Maybe you're struggling to connect with people and belong to to people and belong to God because of what's going on inside of your heart. And so tonight I just want to talk about two things that are going to help us um, with that because... God's will is not for you to be out in the cold or isolated. His will is for you to be connected. His will is for you to be loved. His will is for you to have a great testimony of freedom and joy and peace and happiness. Because we live in a society that is riddled with loneliness. And that's not His plan for you. It's not His plan for you. His plan for you is for you to belong. His plan is not for you to be lonely but it's for you to belong. You know, at home, we sit around our table every night and we have dinner. We talk rubbish because that's what we do. But you know what? As we do that, we're creating a sense of belonging. We Ninja Warrior final is on tonight and tomorrow night. Did you know that? We watch Ninja Warrior together every night and Jackson trains to be like the Ninja Warrior. I'm not not meant to tell you that. So as he trains we sit there and watch Zara sitting on her dad's lap. We're creating memories. We're creating a sense of belonging as we do that together. And that's God's heart for us. Here in this place, that's our heart. That's why we do what we do here, because it's God's heart for you, that you would have that sense of belonging. Last year, uh, we went to Europe as a family for three weeks, which was very cool. And um, I think I might need my prop now, Dave. Tim, Tim is my prop. You need to give Tim a big hand as he comes. Woo! We had to. We had, you know, bucket loads of luggage. I don't know how many, how much luggage. I'm not even going to try and guess. We all had bags. We all had multiple bags, and um, so. We had this luggage, and we spent a lot of time travelling around Europe on trains. And if you've ever been to Europe, which maybe you haven't, but if you've ever been to Europe, you'll know that it's not like when you go on a plane and you say goodbye to your luggage. You've got to get your luggage onto the uh, train, and then you've got to try and stash it somewhere and keep an eye on it. Oh, you found the chocolate. (laughs) And you've got to, you've got to keep an eye on it because your luggage is valuable, but it's your responsibility to look after it and so we used to um, run from train to train, I think every, we went on about 16 trains and I think we ran to every single train that we went to, you know, you'd, we'd have to, the train would pull up at the station and we'd be like, come on kids, get all your luggage out, Come and find all your luggage and we'd have to counter then and we'd be, literally be running down the platform trying to get to the next train, the next connecting train and jump on and do it all over again. So our luggage was really important to us because our luggage was valuable, it had everything in it that we needed. And so it has my life in it. So poor Tim is going through my luggage. It's okay. It's safe. Um, so this is this this bag tonight represents you and I. It's all my valuables are in it. And you know what? We're valuable to God. And so this bag is very valuable. It's got my photos in it. Yes, it's got chocolate. It's got all. Okay, it's got my makeup. It's got my hair dryer. It's got all sorts of things in there. The things that are valuable to me. And that's the way God sees us. Don't steal my makeup. Okay, okay, take the little sign out. You can zip it all up now because I don't want any more to fall out. Now, you'll know that when you have luggage and you're traveling, your luggage has a tag on it. And that tag... it's okay, I stole it from the cafe. <laughs> so if, if, if you steal it from me, you are now the owner, you're now the thief, you're now guilty, and I'm not, so feel free to keep it. Okay, please give it back afterwards, because I did steal it for the purpose of this message. Anyway, so you'll know that luggage has a tag on it. If you're a good traveller, you will put your name on it. So, Tim, can you please put my um, sign up? We had a technology meltdown at home today, so I had to make a sign. So it says, this bag belongs to... And, of course, the first line says, name. And Tim's going to spell my name correctly, which is a very difficult name. He practised before, so let's see if he gets it right. This bag belongs to Nerida Wallace. Very good. And I belong to God. Because you know, all of us, if this bag represents me, all of us belong to someone. This bag belongs to me. But if I see myself in this, I belong to God. My name is Nerida Wallace and I belong to God. The name on my life, the name tag on my life, tells me who I am. I am Nerida Wallace and I belong to God. I'm a New South Wales supporter. But I belong to God as well. And so all of us have a name tag on our life. Our lives are valuable and we have a name tag. What's the name tag that's on your life? Who do you belong to? See, this suitcase belongs to me. This suitcase belongs to me. It's my suitcase. I know in a spiritual sense, I belong to God. My name is Nerida Wallace and I belong to God. Oh, you put God on the wrong one. God needs to go here. That's the next point. So point number 1 is who do you belong to? Who do you belong to? Can you have to scrub it out? And then I think we might sack you. So we can move along and you don't waste any of my time, more of my time. Thank you. He No, I'm not God. I have no Okay, let me just I am not God. Yes, one job. All right. Okay. I'm going to write in big writing. No, it's not really. I belong to God. Okay. Thank you, Tim. Can you stand it up? All right. Thank you. You can leave it there. Thank you. (laughs) Give him a hand. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I forgot a really important story. A couple of years ago, Pastor Sue and I went to Colour Conference and we got off the plane in Sydney Airport, um, as we do, we were all we were about to go to Colour Conference, which always starts off with a high tea, And so we, were, we flew down to Sydney dressed for this high tea. back in the day when we used to wear ridiculous high heels and be very well dressed. And uh, so we got to Sydney, we got off the plane and we came down the escalators, we were standing at the conveyor belt waiting for our luggage to come off and we noticed that no luggage was coming off. And so we um, were waiting and there was a couple of other plane loads of people came off and you know every plane has a couple of hundred people. So there are hundreds of people down there. And next thing we hear this um, announcement that says... Uh, we just want to let you know that there's been a baggage handless strike. You will all now need to make your way to the little window at the end of the terminal and let the people know there um, where we should send your luggage. And so I looked at Sue and I just said, run! So here we are running through the Qantas terminal down to this little window because I knew that my name was on this luggage, But I knew that the address wasn't quite correct. You see, the address that was on my luggage was going to send it back to Toowoomba. But I needed my, my luggage because my luggage is valuable to me. My luggage is valuable to me and I needed that. So point number one is who do I belong to? I'm a Wallace. I belong to Dean. I chose him and he chose me. But more than that, I belong to God. When I said yes to Jesus, my spiritual identity changed. When I said yes to Dean, my identity changed. But when I said yes to Jesus, my spiritual identity changed. My life tag says that I am Nerida Wallace and I belong to God and he sees me as being valuable. And that one thought changes everything. You see, I'll be honest. There's days when I wake up and I feel a little bit lost or confused. But I belong to God and so I know he's got me. And the Bible says that the steps of a good man or a woman are ordered by the Lord. There's days when I wake up and I feel like I don't really know what I should be, where I should be going and what I should be doing in life. But I know that I belong to God and so he's got me and he's already planning good things for me. I know that there's sometimes when I feel like I'm not good enough. Because who knows sometimes when you fail doesn't matter how many times you do things right, but that one little failure hangs on. And I know that I belong to God in that moment. And the Bible says that every day he wipes the slate clean and he gives me a new start. There's days when I feel a little bit stressed or anxious, but I know that I belong to God and his word says that he heals me and that I don't need to carry that burden anymore. You see, I belong to God and he loves me and he forgives me despite my stuff ups, despite my sin. And so my confidence and my identity come from him. They don't come from who I hang around with. They come from him. And I want to show you a picture of a little um, girl in Vietnam. Quite a few years ago, I had the privilege to go to Malaysia and Vietnam for six weeks and um, I was able to teach English over there. And Um, I went and visited visited a number of government orphanages over there and over there in the orphanages the children um, are often not hugged, they're not cuddled they're just left in their um, cot like this without a whole lot of attention and I remember asking the translator with me how how long this little girl had been in the orphanage for and she said about six years and I thought she doesn't even look six years old She looked like she was about one or two years old. And the reality is that psychology would say that children in orphanages, when they are not hugged, when they're not touched, when they have no human affection, when they don't belong to someone, their life is stunted. Their growth is stunted. And even if they are given um, food and good nourishment, they are still at risk of death because they don't belong to anyone. And so you think about that for us. When we don't know what our identity is, when we don't know who we belong to, we're exactly the same. We're at the same risk as these children of not reaching our full potential that God has for us because we don't know who we belong to. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, God said... Let us make human being, man and female, in our image, making them reflecting our nature. So we were created in the image of God and we didn't feel shame. But then in Genesis 3, the serpent came along and spoke to Adam and Eve. It says the serpent was clever, more cleverer than any wild animal God has made. And he spoke to the woman. When God created the world in Genesis 1, his words were powerful. It created things into being. When the serpent came and spoke, his words were powerful too. He caused doubt. He caused unbelief. He caused all of that stuff that you and I were never designed to carry. All those burdens were never created to carry. All those questions we have about ourselves. Who am I? What am I doing? Am I valuable? Am I good enough? He created that when he spoke. And so, can I encourage you? You belong to God. The name tag over your life needs to say that you belong to God. And you need to listen and know the words that he says over your life. In John chapter 15, Jesus says, I chose you and I commissioned you to go into the world and be fruitful. So it doesn't matter how dysfunctional your life feels like. It doesn't matter what you feel like on the inside. You belong to God. Okay. Number two, the name tag also says, has an address. And my address, which is a little bit mucked up, thanks Tim, tells me where I belong. You see, if I lose my luggage, it's fine that it's got my name on it, but it also needs to have the second part filled in. Where do I belong? I belong here. This is where I've chosen to belong. I've chosen to belong here at New Hope Church. I've chosen to belong to a life group because like Pastor Sue and I were in Sydney, it's not good enough for our luggage to have our name on it. That's fine for the person to know um, the identity of the luggage, but where's he going to send it? How is he going to get it back to me? The reality is that we need to know who we are and we need to know where we belong and the name tag over your life, what does it say right now? Where do you belong? Do you have a place of belonging? Or are you just wandering around? Not really connected, not really belonging to someone. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19, it says, "'You're no longer wandering exiles. "'This kingdom of faith is your home country. "'You're no longer strangers or outside. "'You belong here.'" God is building a home. He's using us all, irrespective of how we got here. And you know what? My children know where they belong. When my children, they come home, they walk home from school sometimes, they know where, to, where their home is, and they know what's expected of them. In my house, their stuff is there. In my house, there's a sense of responsibility. In, in our house, sorry, there's a sense of responsibility. In our house, they have to do jobs. In our house, their stuff is there, because they belong there. When they go and visit someone else's house, it's a little bit different, they're on visitation rules, but in our house, they belong and they know what's expected of them and they chip in. They help because that's what makes our family, um, our family home healthy. How do you know if you belong somewhere? It's by your behaviour. The way I can tell whether you belong or not is by your behaviour. Just like my children, they have a certain behaviour in my home You belong when you are known. I know my children. They know what I think about them. They know that I love them. But what about you? Where do you belong? Do you belong here? Have you been coming here for a while? Do you belong? Are you known? Are you known here? Um, A wise man called Pastor Chris once said, A healthy church has two wings. It's church and it's life group. Where do you belong? Do you, maybe you know that you belong to Jesus, but maybe you don't have a place of belonging at the moment. Can I encourage you to find that place of belonging? You see, church is where we encounter the bigness of God, but life group is where we encounter the, the, the small, smaller, intimate community, which we all need. For a, a church to be healthy, for our life to be healthy, For that bird to be healthy. We need both. And for you in your life, you actually need both. You need to belong somewhere where you are known. You need to belong to the big church, but you also need to belong to a life group where people can come alongside of you, where they can pray for you, where they can stand with you, just like Raleen was saying when she needed a place to stay. She had people alongside of her to pray with her because they cared about her. And tonight she has a great testimony because I'm sure she didn't do it alone because I know Raleen and she wouldn't do life alone. So you all need to be like Raleen. Life group is where we experience nearness, close community where people share their feelings, the way God has spoken to them through their journey and worked in their life generally. Can I encourage you? Tonight, you need to belong to God. God wants you to belong to Him, but He also wants you to know where you belong. He wants you to feel like you can find a place to belong. And this is a great place for you to belong. This is not a church cell. Maybe you're visiting with us. That's okay, this is not for you. You're very welcome to be a part of us. But if you've been hanging around for a little while and you're not connected yet, Help us to help you. Help us to help you because this is where your influence is going to come from. This is where your testimony is going to come from. This is where you're going to see other people's lives changed because you've got a place to belong and because people are doing life alongside of you, helping you become everything that God has created you to be. And so we're just going to close right now. You know... Where I unpack my suitcase and put my stuff away, that's where I belong. A random person just can't come into my house and start eating from my table. If they did, I'd be like, who are you? What are you doing here? You can't do that here. At least sit down and tell me your story. And that's the heart of our church. That's the heart of who we are, is who are you? Sit down, tell us your story Let me help you. Let me help you belong. And it doesn't matter whether you believe or you belong. It doesn't matter what order you do it in. God wants you to believe and He wants you to belong. Just do both of them, do it somehow. The order doesn't matter, but He wants you to believe in Him and He wants you to belong to Him. Why don't we stand? I've just got a couple of questions for us as we close and I'm gonna pray. Maybe for you here tonight, maybe you've said yes to Jesus. What can you do to belong? Maybe you've said yes to Jesus, but you don't quite feel like you belong anywhere. Maybe you don't know what your address is at the moment. Maybe you know what it should be, but you just don't feel like you belong. Maybe you know where you belong, but maybe you're at that point of saying, Well, what's my next step? I need to help someone else to belong. What could I do? What could you do to help someone belong to this place? For someone to have that experience like Sarah had and she helped me to have, what can you do to help someone else belong? We can all do something to help someone else belong. Is there something that's holding you out from doing that and being that? Maybe it's fear, maybe it's embarrassment, maybe you're just enjoying the social life. What next step do you need to take to help someone belong or for you to belong? Maybe you've said yes to Jesus, but you don't feel close to him. What's holding you back from knowing your true identity in him? What's holding you back? Maybe there's a bit of pain. Maybe you don't feel worthy. Maybe you've stuffed up. You know what? God forgives us. He wants to heal that tonight. He wants you to experience freedom so that you know this week that regardless of what anyone says to you or about you, you belong to Him. You belong to Him. I can tell you now, this week, someone will say something to you that will make you question. You belong to Him. I want you to close your eyes. And if something in there has spoken to you, you you know that you need to take that next step to help someone else belong. Maybe you need to take that next step for you to belong. Maybe you need to take that next step so that you belong to Jesus. Why don't you just raise your hand and say, yes, Narada, will you pray for me? Will you pray for me? Because I wanna know that I belong to Him. I I might've said yes to Him, but some days I just don't feel like I belong to Him. Why don't you raise your hand so I know that who I'm praying for. Father, I just thank You for Your Word. Lord, I thank you that we belong to you. Lord, I thank you that your plan for our life is that we would belong to you and be connected to you. And God, I pray right now for those people who feel like there's a bit of distance, who feel like they're not quite connected to others. There's something holding them back from being connected to each other or being connected to you. And Lord, I pray right now that you bring healing into those areas that hold us back from feeling that touch of God on our life, feeling connected to you, feeling like we're belonging to you? Do you belong to God? Have you said yes to Jesus? Maybe you've never had that opportunity to say yes to Jesus. Can I encourage you that you're not here by accident? God has a great plan for you. He has a great testimony for you. He wants your life to not be lonely, but He wants His plan for you is for your life to be connected, to feel like it's belonging. And so, for you, if you'd like to say yes to Jesus, I want to have that, that experience of being connected to God. Why don't you raise your hand while no one's looking around? Raise your hand to say yes to Jesus. Yes, I want to belong to God. I want to know what you're talking about, Nerida. I want to experience that too. I'm just going to take a moment and look around. I'm not going to rush it because I know there are people here and you've never heard this message before. Why don't you raise your hand and say, yes, I want to belong to Jesus. I want to belong to Him. I want Him to change my life. Because the reality is that Jesus died on the cross for us. He died on the cross to forgive us of our sins, to give us a fresh start every day so that we could feel connected to Him, so that we could feel like and know that tomorrow we're gonna wake up with a hope and a future. Tomorrow we're gonna wake up um, with an, an excitement and an expectation for the week ahead, knowing that we belong to Him. Or is there anyone here that would be brave enough to raise their hand and say yes to Jesus tonight? Father, I thank you for your word. Lord, I thank you that you're doing great things in people's hearts. Lord, I thank you that you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross so that we could be forgiven, so that we could have a fresh start, a new start, so that we can belong to you, so that we can be connected to each other. And God, I thank you that that's your plan for our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Why don't you look to the screen? We're gonna pray this prayer together. Dear Jesus, I believe in you. Thank you for forgiving me. Come into my life and I will follow you. Amen, amen. Thank you. Why don't you welcome James to the platform?